the moment where you show a bit more um, on your personality. Of course, most of the time you, you, you start with sharing your knowledge, your expertise, talking about your profession. But there's also a turning point where you start um, showing your personality. And I always say like, those are the contribution that work even better than only talk about your profession. Because people want to get to know you. Who's the person behind this knowledge? behind this post. In this episode of Voltura Game Show Podcast, you will discover personal branding versus social selling, which one is better, how to monetize even a small community, and the journey from follower to buyer. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. This is episode 32. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times, so that you, can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior, and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new, and interactive way. My name is Alexandro and I'm your host today. Today our guest is Dr. Irene Kilubi. Dr. Irene Kilubi is an entrepreneur and strategy expert for community building, personal branding, and social selling. She spent several years in companies such as BMW, Siemens, and Deloitte, and also was featured on CEO World Magazine. She is also an expert advisor to the European Innovation Council Accelerator of the European Commission and lecturer for digital marketing and entrepreneurship at different renowned universities. Thank you for being here, Irene. Thank you, Alexander, for having me. I'm so excited because I don't know what to expect with your game and the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the best part, actually. What will be today? <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for being here, uh, Irene. I'm actually curious, like, what makes you excited to say yes? To say yes to, to be here? Yes. Right, yes. yeah, because, yes, I feel like it's something different, something new. Like, expect the unexpected, right? <laughs> And I knew that it was a fun game, as you said, <laughs> and that's what I'm expecting. And um, right, like just uh, to to be surprised. And uh, it's also another topic for me because I'm not talking about my my expertise, so to say, like branding and so on. It's more like about mindset, personal development, and my values, which I found very very interesting and very mm. unique. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. That uh, it's a different approach, and you wanted to um, to experience something, and in the end, to like to expand your uh, um, your uh, I don't know. Let's say your zone. Like maybe get out of the comfort zone. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have fun today. Now, Iran. So um, this is the Voltura game, and basically, how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So please tell me when to stop. Mm-hmm. So it's two. Hey, psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Mm-hmm. Stop. So it's two. Mm-hmm. No, please read the card. How does I can't read it so well? 
Yeah, so it says, how does the, you have the, the image card? First of all, let's describe to the people that are listening right now. What do you see in this image? I see people on the beach, right? Relaxing, feeling cozy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Now the card says, and how does this image make you feel? Connect this feeling mm -hmm. with the pointed area on the web. So how does this mm -hmm. image make you feel, Irene? Um, it feels me like wanting to have funny weather. <laughs> it um, it makes me feel comfortable mm, when yeah. I see it. Yeah, you actually, you actually say when and you describe it, like it makes you feel, feel cozy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes me feel comfortable, and I miss those times because I can see that people are very close to each other, uh, which is not the case uh, right now outside because of the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so i miss those times like just gathering around with lots of people yeah and being mm. close to, to one another okay so the feeling is comfortable right mm -hmm. okay now the next step is spinning the wheel mm -hmm. stop oh <laughs> putting love <laughs> like directly, like phew, 90 degrees. <laughs> right, definitely. Yes. Um, comfortable and love. Yes, because I feel like um, love should always feel easy, right? Still, if I'm in a relationship, I can still be myself. Um, I don't need to pretend to be someone else. So um, that's also something that makes you comfortable, right? You can be authentic. You can speak out whenever you feel that uh, something is bothering you or you, you don't agree with something. Mm -hmm. mm, and that's the most um, important thing that makes me feel comfortable. Like when I feel like I can truly be myself and I'm loved for being myself. Mm, okay, got it. Well, the next step is questions. So my question for you is, um, what is, um, you know, going back, I want, I want to, um, you know, together to go back to when you started this, you know, entrepreneurial journey, like the beginning of the beginning. And I'm actually curious, like, um, how it was for you and where, like, for me, actually, that, that's, I would say it's a tricky question I'm going to ask you because, like, I'm actually curious to see also in my life how this. So the question is, like, where or when did you find, like, uh, comfort, like at the beginning, you know, because the beginning is like everything. Oh, I need to figure out this and this and get the clients and la 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 la. But where did you, when did you find comfortable? When did you find yourself being comfortable? When? Oh, that's a very good question. When was it? I think um, mm -hmm. it was when I started getting um, active on social media, right? Because of course, um, mm -hmm. I've been working a lot in corporates and so on, but it was also the first time being an entrepreneur because you're not being taught at school how to be an entrepreneur, right? You just jump into it. And um, I knew to, 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 to be perceived as an expert in my field, I need to be visible, right? I need to put myself out mm -hmm. there on, on social media. So of course, at the beginning I was insecure I was like how would people perceive me will they even be interested in what I have to say and straight from the beginning when I started posting when I started writing my articles starting engaging with people 
I received great feedback and that's the point where I felt like comfort. I felt like, okay, that, that is the, the, the right path for you because of course people are interested in what you're doing and um, people appreciate that you, you share, um, you share your knowledge, you, you're creating content. And that's pretty much the point where I felt like, okay, it's absolutely what you should be doing. Right. And that's the good mm -hmm. thing also to on making yourself visible or um, engaging with people online because you get immediate feedback from lots of people at the same time. Right. And if it would have turned out the other way around, it might have been also an advice for me, like, okay, you need to change something. Right. Because maybe it's not what people are looking for or you're not communicating it well or not selling it well. Okay. And going into uh, personal branding, I'm actually curious, like what, uh, what did you change in, uh, in, um, in your message or in the way that you, you know, you, you crafted your personal brand? Cause I, I believe like at the beginning, it wasn't like how it is right now, right? You didn't have like 30,000 followers <laughs> or more on LinkedIn and, and uh, your brand. But what, uh, when was the moment when you, you decide, oh, okay, it doesn't work like that. I get 10, 15 likes. It doesn't work. I want like a thousand or a hundred. And I know that I can do that. And what mm -hmm. happened? When was that moment? I think it's the moment where you show a bit more um, on your personality, right? Um, of course, most of the time you, you, you start with sharing your knowledge, your expertise, right? Talking about your profession. But there's also a turning point where you start um, showing uh, your personality. And I always say, like, those are the contributions that work even better than only talk about your profession. Because people want to get to know you. Who's the person behind this knowledge, behind this post, right? So I think mm -hmm. um, it's really a matter of um, combination, right? Realizing that sometimes you talk about your profession, but sometimes you should also uh, let people know that um, you are also a human being, not a robot on social media, and that you also have your, your down points, right? But the main thing is like showing people also how you overcame them, right? And um, they also like to, are curious to know like, uh, how was it when you started, right? Because people are not stupid they know that it that didn't start like from the scratch that you had like as you said like ten thousand followers at once it was a um iterative process right and i yeah. still now i'm still trying out things right does it work for me is it what my audience wants to see or not right for example just a couple of weeks ago i started doing more videos right like my my vlog my video cast um, inviting um, guests from the Gen Z generation or people with communities and um, yeah, also getting out of my comfort zone every time, never stand still. And that's also about personal branding because it's not a static thing. Um, it's always like challenging also yourself. Um, also your, 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 your audience also growing um, trends are changing, right? And you need to adapt to it as well. Okay. Yeah. So what I hear is like you said, when it's actually an interesting point, like when you, when you change yourself and when you like work on yourself, you expand yourself, the audience will do this too. It's like a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, 
I also like, for example, the, the Justin Bieber effect, right? When he started um, singing, he was very little. He was like 12, 13 years old. And then he grew, grew older. He turned into a man and his music also got more mature, right? So it's always um, a matter of um, fact, like either your, your audience grows with you or you have to educate a new audience, right? But um, sometimes um, in reality, it's both, a bit of both. Right, you will keep those people who know you from the beginning, like the way you were with your old, um, to put it in your words, uh, brand message, so to say. And um, some uh, will um, get to know you newly and say, like, Oh, I, I like what she's doing, and join you as well. Right, mm. yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really important, as you said, to like keep continuously keep working on yourself and refining and like diving deep. and like uh, mm -hmm. looking for feedback when I'm hearing it's like we can, looking for feedback outside and see oh this worked it didn't work like as you said you change to video now or you're, you're trying to apply more videos so yes. yeah mm -hmm. definitely good okay so next yeah. uh, it's my turn now it's next your turn <laughs> mm -hmm. it's free mm -hmm. and the card says Describe yourself using one word. Oh, that's interesting. So I would say, yeah, resilient. Like actually someone, like probably everyone that like uh, knows me, like people are close to me, they describe me like that. And I, I see myself also like that. Wow. Okay. So resilient. So, yes, now we have now the next <laughs> thing. Uh, I spin, exactly. <laughs> so in family resilient in family hmm. so for me resilient in family would be um, that's that's a tricky one actually <laughs> <family>. gotcha <laughs> <laughs> yeah gotcha <laughs> it's um, your name you invented it he's <laughs> <laughs> revenging right now i was like uh -huh, i got you <laughs> um so f for me Okay, so resilient for me means like, you know, never give up and being able to, you know, uh, go through every challenges. And I'm thinking resilient in family. Well, there were some things. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really is there. You know, when I started the first time on your entrepreneurial journey, my first business was a um, um, YouTube channel. I had a YouTube channel. And uh, what happened is that uh, that YouTube channel, like in the moment that I started that, I was still in college. And... Um, I was um, I was starting to earn money, right? And what happened is that at the third year of college, out of four, so I had one more year left, uh, I dropped out of college. Um, reasons, mm -hmm. just like to say it's very simple, I don't think it's for me, <laughs> or I, I never thought I, I would be uh, inclined <laughs> for that. I explained other podcasts anyway. Um, but the thing is, um, what does it mean resilient for me? Well, resilient means in family for me is like, uh, my family tried all the time for me to push me to go back to college, you know, even if they saw me that uh, my business was working and I started to generate income and that was, you know, what you call financially free. So uh, resilient for me was that I trusted myself and I trusted that I can do that. And uh, I strongly believe that you don't need any, um, you know, traditional education or uh, whatever it is uh, to earn money or to be successful. Now, there are some exceptions, right? If you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something that really requires that, yes. But if you really want, like, you know, 
to have a, a good life and to earn money, I believe you can do that without um, traditional education. So for me, resilient is basically in this context, like just believing in yourself. And even if, even if your parents and your family are like saying no, you just be a yes, <laughs> because you know better in the end. It's your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, that's so funny because um, I would like to know something because I have a totally different definition of uh, resilient, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting the way you explained it, right? How it relates to it, because resilient is more like for me, uh, someone who's uh, totally um, by himself, right? Um, nothing um, that happens in his surrounding can ever, ever um, do him any harm. Him, yeah. He's so stable, right? So it somehow also mm -hmm. fits to what you explained right now because you, you face like some um, resistance <laughs> from your family, uh, but still, um, yeah, it didn't matter because you were so clear about what you want, right? So no one could ever defeat it correctly yeah yeah exactly yeah and i i kept my uh, my vision and my point and i didn't let myself influenced by you know circumstances because in the end that's why i believe resilient is like, like you know like a mountain even if like it's the biggest uh storm you're still there like you're still calm so yeah mm -hmm. now questions questions oh wow <laughs> so um in fact, you, you did like uh, three years of college, right? And then mm -hmm. it was only like one year left, you know? Um, when I would be in this situation, I'm always that kind of person who thinks like, oh my God, I've already done three years, you know? Rather than thinking that, oh, I have to do one year. Because I, I would say like, oh my God, it hurts me so much because I, I know this phenomenon because one of my friends also, he studied law last year left and then he dropped it and then i said like oh my god everything you spent the energy all the last year were gone right so um in fact why did it come so late you know why didn't you like realize it after a year you know you could have saved the two years was there something special that happened that made you say like no now enough is enough after three years uh, yes, yes, it was, um, like I wanted, so the, let's say long story, short story, because we don't have like 30 minutes for this podcast, just to say my story, <laughs> but, um, the long story, short story is that I wanted, so the college that I, I got into, it wasn't the college that I wanted to, I wanted to go to a college that was uh, about, um, um, that was my dream in that period to be a. Of engineer IT, right? So I wanted to be um, to work with computers and all this and all that. Now the thing is, I was not accepted in that college, and I was accepted something similar. And the plan was uh, to stay one year in that um, department in the other college and to move to the college that I wanted. Now in that one year, I started to. Um, I still believe in my dreams. So I started to apply to other things. So for example, I was uh, shadowing for IBM, uh, Microsoft, and uh, uh, HP. Paulette and Pecker. And I was like trying to go into organizations that were related to that. And while I was like applying uh, Iran for these organizations, they were asking me like some, well, some questions that were, to be honest, like I didn't thought that they were like uh, um, 
you know, not, not, you know, it's like, it's, it's the kind of, uh, it was the same situation. Like, you know, you just like graduated right now from college and you go and you try to look for a, a workplace and they ask you, okay, uh, how, how many years of experience you have? Dude, I just like graduated, <laughs> you know, it was exactly like that. They, they were asking for more than, than, uh, than was needed. And I, I got to the point that I realized, okay, so if I would have to be an employee and to end up being an employee, in the end, I was just like, people or the employer will not look for me that I am smart and I can handle this, right? They will look for me, okay, how much experience I have? How can I know this? Like the, the clear, uh, not the clear, the, the classic um, informational, like, you know, the knowledge base. So I said, no, I don't want to do that. I, 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 I prefer to... Um, you know, one of my biggest values are freedom. So I prefer to have my own freedom and to yeah. choose whatever uh, I want to do instead of like, you know, someone that will just like judge me based on my knowledge. No, man, <laughs> I'm more than my knowledge. Actually, okay. I think knowledge is underrated right now. I don't believe this anymore about how. It's about what and who. What do you want to do and who can help you to support you to fulfill that? It's funny that you're saying that knowledge is overrated because um just a couple of days ago someone told me like the same he said like knowledge is overrated because execution is what matters <laughs> uh, you can know a lot but if you're not a person who can execute it's for vain exactly exactly well that's why in the end we have this podcast and we're looking at mindset behavior and lifestyle we don't look at okay uh, how can you do that i mean yeah i can ask you you know uh okay, how you've done this or how can someone do that? But it's not about like, I'm looking at your knowledge. I'm looking at your expertise, like experience, like what you've done before, you know, what you applied. Because in the end, that's it. I believe that everyone has right now, whatever they need to fulfill. It's just like, uh, I, I posted actually on LinkedIn. It's like, there's nothing that stops you. Uh, no, it's like, you already know what to do. It's just a mindset that stops you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Last round, your turn. Tell me when to stop. Mm -hmm. Stop, please. So it's four. Okay. There. So we have a card. Mine, <laughs> Mine the craziest memory of your life. To make it crazier, at sound effects. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there! Oh, so many crazy, crazy stuff. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's difficult! Wow, that's really tragic. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> exactly. I, no talking allowed, right? No talking yeah, allowed. You can, you can like, uh, you can get the sounds, you know, like ding dong, boom, you know, something like that. Okay. But not like talking. Okay, so like it sounds like like, uh, like there, there are two things here. Like one is like you were watching a movie and it was like horror, or you were like into something that was like so much adrenaline and you got scared on the same time, like, like something like that. 
Maybe not. Yeah, it was, not a, it was a nightmare, but a true life nightmare. <laughs> so, yeah, it was something that, that got me scared and I, I was just running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone who scared me the hell out of and, me. Ah, okay, and it was like, um, like it was like friends having, you know, making jokes about you, like, oh, I, I'm gonna scare her, like, ah, what, what was the one? Yeah, it was, yeah, pretty much like this, yeah. Uh huh. After that, because uh -huh. I, I was so scared and started uh, running away, but well, I wasn't the only one running. With three people, mm -hmm. and two were running, and one was just relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. And what, what about what about that is like it's crazy. Like uh, like it, uh, it was so something. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because you will laugh, but um we knew that um it was after a birthday party. Uh and we were on our way home and we were just walking down the stairs and suddenly there was a lady in front of the door who was painted in, in gold. And um, mm -hmm. she had like, like, I don't know, dressed up like Star Wars or something like that. And we found it very crazy. And we walked down and we started laughing. And she then suddenly she was chasing after us with um, uh, something like, like a vacuum, right? And we were so scared and we started running away, two of us because we were scared like crazy it was night and she was dressed up like um someone from star wars or something like that <laughs> and it, there was no fashion at all yeah. and only one of our friends he said he said like why did you scream and run away just relax and um she was really yelling at us because she said like you're making fun of me why are you laughing and that's the way i i, I dress and um yes one of my our friends told us that then the day after um that the lady's a bit crazy and sometimes she just dresses up like that but at that moment it was for us so mm. strange and we started laughing mm. but then when she was chasing after us we said like okay we have to run away it popped in my mind yeah just yeah. imagine yeah it, it, yeah <laughs> Good. Okay. Now we've done your card. The next step is questions. So my question for you would be, okay, uh, if there is, now I'm actually curious, like talking about a personal branding, um, maybe that's that's a crazy thing, but let's say uh, someone right now, um, I, want, I want to ask you, like someone wants to, let's say it has, let's say it's someone in, in this, uh, that is listening right now and is thinking, oh, personal branding, I have a community. Maybe I should start like, earning money, right, from, from that, because, yeah. So let's say this person has like a hundred uh, followers or something like that. Um, is it, not is it possible, what would you suggest to them or, or and maybe it's crazy, right? But how can this person monetize, like just a small community? Is it possible mm -hmm. or not? Of course it's possible. Um, I know people, who don't have so many followers they have like their niche community right like uh, a little little small exclusive group for example on facebook and one wise man once said like you just need like um 10 really really loyal customers and you don't need to work anymore and that definitely applies to her like she has a group of i think over 600 people in her group but she has like 
100 people, one could say those are really hardcore fans. So to say, any product that she launches, they will buy it because it comes from her. Because they know, like, if um, she uh, launches a new product, um, they will like it. It will be awesome, right? So, in fact, um, her only... Um, Yes, worries are like, what is the next product or service I, I want to launch, right? So it's all about, um, and I think sometimes it's even easier to monetize a smaller group because you have a closer relationship to them. They trust you, right? Sometimes it might be more time-consuming, maybe also not so results-oriented, trying to focus on too, too many people because you will have like very loose connections. And like we say in social mm. selling, that's what most of the people forget. Um, most of the time you need like seven touch point with my, one customer until he buys your, your most expensive or your premium product. So how do you want to manage with 10,000 people those seven touch points, right? So close. So it's much easier when you have a small community uh, that love you, that love all of your product. And yes, you can do it while engaging with them, staying in close content, uh, contact with them, providing content, interacting, like, you know, and asking them lots of questions, really engaging with them. And yes, of course you can do that, right? As long as you can convey the benefit of your product and um, it should be something of high value, right? So most of the things that work pretty well are if you have a little program, like a two month program, like you say, like, mm -hmm. For example, we, we will do like a spiritual cleansing for two months. Let's do it together. Or um, other thing, we will do like a, a workshop session on content marketing. Two months, three months, you will learn how to create great content. We will do some exercises. You know, you can do so, so, so many different things. Or even you want to get in shape. You want to be in good health. I have this super duper program. And if people know you for a while, have been in your community, of course, they'll be excited to, to, to be the first one uh, buying your product. And yeah, that's interesting. Like, uh, you can, I, I like I like this mindset of like, there's no such thing as scarcity. Like, you can use even 100 people and have like, maybe like it's better if you have only 100 people and 10 of them are like raving fans because you can, you know, then monetize everything. And mm -hmm. like, I'm actually, um, the question here is like, how do you know, like you, uh, Irene, how do you know when someone, um, let's say out of your 30,000 followers, how do you know when someone is like, it could be, because the first step is like, you know, they are followers, they are there, they, they follow you, and then they start to like your content, and then in the end buy or whatever, uh, uh, opt-in for the email. Mm -hmm. and buy because <laughs> yeah <laughs> if it was that easy everyone would have buyers but yeah uh, but how do you know when um, um, I don't know when to convert someone to this uh, to this ladder like how do you know when someone that like just join your uh, uh, or like your content can be converted to uh, I don't know a buyer or a fan or something like that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you notice it's pretty much right like just assuming that someone commented once <laughs> Post uh, doesn't make him a potential customer, right? You you notice when people engage many times with you. Uh, you you notice when you propose a webinar, you've been on a podcast, or uh, you're proposing a freebie, how people react, right? And um, most of the time, uh, there'll be also situations where people will come to you 
right? And I, I would never approach any cold leads, always warm leads, yeah? Because I know some people have been attending my webinar. They've been uh, reading my freebie. Um, they've been uh, interacting with me via PN and so on, right? And I always say, like, be, be patient. Um, um, it depends what, what are your objectives, right? Do you want to build a, a personal branding or do you want to do social selling immediately, right? And I always say, I'm building my personal brand because I'm lazy to, <laughs> to chase after clients. And that's not what I want to do. That's not my thing, like chasing after people. So most of the time I'm providing them always value. And sometimes I say like when I, I notice that people said twice that they liked what I, um, I proposed. So I know the, the next time I'm like um, proposing something that costs money. I say like, oh, you've, um, you've been uh, telling me um, lately twice that you like this and this. I have something even better for you right now. Maybe you're interested, right? So I would pr probably start uh, with a lower priced product, right? And then if you say yes, I will have a look at it. And then you can gradually go back further the, the sales funnel, so to say, right? It, because it's pretty tough um, out of them. You might be lucky out of 10,000 people when you're, I don't know, you have your program, you're selling it for $5,000 or something. You might have a chance out of 10,000 that one accepted straight away. But this is pretty much not the case. And even people who, who are ready uh, to pay $5,000 for your program or something like that, you have to educate them, start slowly. And then maybe like with a little, little product that costs $200 and then 2000. And then at the end, you can go further with um, 5,000 because then the success rate is much, much higher. And you're not losing a customer just because you once said like, oh, this webinar was nice. Oh, I liked your, 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 your guideline, your checklist. And you say like, okay, here's my 5,000 euro program. You know, <laughs> the, the probability to get this, uh, to convert this client's pretty low. So yeah, patient. So like a, a step, step by step. Yeah. And be patient. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. like baby steps. Like, okay. And giving you a $1 product, you bought it. Okay. Now there is a $5 product and $10 and then $10,000. Something and, like that. Yeah. Definitely. Something like that. Right. And once you have like mm -hmm. a, like a, like a program and once you have the, 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 how to say the first customers, if they like it, they will recommend you anyway. Right. So they will be most of the time mm -hmm. your multipliers. And if you're a one man or one woman show, it might even be the case that you can't handle it all at once. So you th start thinking like, Hmm, if you're a coach, for example, or a trainer, um, if I do all the time, one-on-one -on -one coaching, I can't, I can't do more than, I don't know, four or five ones in um, clients in a week. Maybe I can scale it and do like a group coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, you think further and stuff like that. And it depends on which, if you have a great weight program, at a certain point, you won't even need to chase after clients, right? Because the program's so great and all the participants will further recommend you. Yeah, yeah. I think that everyone wants to be like the sweet spot. <laughs> oh, definitely. <Great. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Ren. Now let's complete the game with the acknowledgement card. So in this step, Ren, basically we're going to acknowledge each other for something that we have done in this round. And I want to be first, and I want to acknowledge you for your um, your um, 
I like I like your um, simplicity. It's a way very simple that you're thinking. You know, like you said, well, it doesn't even matter if I have a hundred or a thousand. The important is like maybe it's easier with a hundred and just like go go and get. It. So it's it's a mindset actually focus more on quality than the quantity, which which is really is really nice. It's really rare actually. I haven't seen too much. So I acknowledge you for that, and I acknowledge you also for your um. Yeah, like uh, the craziest thing. Like I like the way that I better do it now than to not do it and or to regret it. So I I acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. Well, I acknowledge you for. Um, I feel like it takes a lot of courage, right, to just say like um, against what family is saying because I know how <laughs> difficult it might be, right, to be resilient <laughs> towards the family. I think it takes a lot of courage uh, to say like. I'm not doing what society or my family is expecting out of me. I'm doing what I feel is right for me and my life, right? Against any conviction. And that's so amazing because it shows that you have stamina, right? And um, of course, I also like, um, yeah, the way you, you seem to be very, um, Someone who doesn't who doesn't um, dwell so much, right? Who takes life really uh, easy going, right? Like saying, like I'm trying things out. If it doesn't work out, so what, right? It doesn't matter. Then I I I move further. I move on. So what, right? And I like this mindset totally, right? Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you. And yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. In the end, you have one life and you're here to experience a lot of things. <laughs> the worst thing that can literally happen is you're going to die. <laughs> and that's it. Absolutely. Great. Woohoo! Hey! <laughs> hey! Congratulations, Irene. You have finished the game. Thank you for playing the Voltura game. Thank you for having me. It was pretty fun, right? But there were some questions, <laughs> yeah. <impressive>, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'm actually curious, like, what did you like about the game? Um, I liked the game that, uh, about the game that um, it was, yeah, it was stretching you out of your comfort zone to think out of the box sometimes, right? And, um, yeah, it was so, so, so well thought, I feel. You know, it, it touched so many areas. I, I like the way it combines uh, different aspects in life. And I like the structure, the way it is set up. I think it's pretty smart. Mm. I'm thinking, why didn't I invent it? You <laughs> 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 should have thought on it. And I love this, um, this fact of uh, it's, it has something like a, a um, quiz or game show, right? Um, I love the, mm. those kind of gamification elements because I also work um, a lot with startups in the education area uh, where um, gamification is pretty much uh, fun, yeah? Because of intrinsic motivation of um, employees, right? To, 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 to perform their task, to, to gain some new knowledge. And I think, think it's very, very um, essential because even though you're an adult, you still... It's still the easiest way for you to learn if it's easy, uncomplicated, and it's fun, right? Who told anyone at university and so on that learning or gaining knowledge shouldn't be fun, 
I don't understand it. Why does it have to be so, so theoretical and so dry? So I really like it. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, and it's uh, it's interesting here. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, knowledge uh, could be it is fun in the end. And I think here is not really about knowledge; it's about like more like a wisdom. Because you, you, I'm not teaching you anything. I'm not like a teacher. You know, I'm just like, like no, 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 nor yeah. you. We're just like asking each other, and we're discovering in ourselves, which I, I believe that's wisdom. So yeah, it's really nice. What's happening, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Different yeah, exactly. way of thinking. Never, never seen something like that. Huh? Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I invited you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> Great. Good. Now, Irene, before we finish, I want to ask you three questions. And these are, what is one successful mindset that you had, one successful behavior, and one aspect of your lifestyle that made you who you are now? Mm-hmm. One successful mindset. Um, mm-hmm. Believing in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. First, we, when you start believing in what in yourself and what you are aiming to do, then um, you can transfer to other people because they will feel the passion, they will feel the energy, and so they will also be caught by it. So that's uh, one mm. of my successful mindsets that I have. Then behavior. Um, I'm when I want to achieve an objective, I'm very focused. You know, like I'm trying to gather all the information, all the resources I need to get to this objective, right? And I keep keep like this, really. You know, of course, there's sometimes you go, "Will I try?" But still, I never give up on this. I have to reach this objective. And um, once moving ahead, I always think like, what are the people, the resources um, that I need to reach this objective, right? So Mm -hmm. the last one was a successful lifestyle, right? Yeah, one aspect of your lifestyle, yes. Uh, Successful. I do every evening and morning, I do meditation, I would say. I said that's one of my lifestyle. And top secret, I drink a lot of tea, people out there. I'm not a coffee drinker. And I truly believe um, I have also different sorts of tea, right, at home. Um, And as some of you might probably not know, because most of the time people think that you drink tea uh, when you're sick, <laughs> right? But there are so many different types of tea out there and each of them has a certain, um, how do you say, uh, it makes you, gives you a different mood or it's for something specific, right? So um, I can just mm. recommend you for your lifestyle, familiarize yourself with different types of tea, right? There's some teas that you can drink that will clean your, your blood, for example. Then there are teas, uh, uh, you can drink um, that makes your dry skin more, um, uh, how do you say, more fresh or something like that. And there are some teas that uh, makes you feel more relaxed or there are teas who give you, um, you know, more vitality. So for many people, I feel like tea is very underestimated. Sometimes just switch because it's mm. even healthier. Switch coffee from time to time with tea. 
Mm. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thing. And yeah, like there are a lot of, of teas. And I, I also am drinking tea and there are like some teas that are good for metabolism, for, for uh, concentration, for focus. Concentration. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Great. Well. Right. Thank you, Ren. Now please tell people where they can find more about you. Oh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I do a lot of LinkedIn. Sometimes I also do a bit of Twitter for the people in the German speaking area. I also use Xing, but my home turf is definitely LinkedIn. So if you have further questions, you want to exchange with me, feel free to contact me. Thank you, Irene. And yes, um, the links are in the description below anyway. Good. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we finish? It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for introducing me to this wonderful game. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward uh, where we will finally publish it. It will be, it will be so exciting. And um, yes, I'm also looking forward to your feedback, people out there, how you liked it and if you also enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Irene. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. My name is Alessandro. I was your host today with our guest, uh, Irene Kilubi. And if you like this episode, please rate it with uh, five-star reviews on whatever platform you're listening to right now, especially Apple Podcasts. Like, we reach more people with that. <laughs> and um, yes, uh, share with us, share with people, share with whoever you want to think this, uh, this episode will contribute. And uh, in the end, leave a um, uh, comment or a um, you know, description, whatever, uh, that what do you like about the episode what you didn't like about the episode if there is anything that you didn't like about it or what you can do so you can have a better experience if it's possible thank you for being here Irene. thank you <laughs> alexandro in the next episode of Vultura game show you will meet jonathan jonathan is an entrepreneur and founder of one salting that helped tens of thousands of clients land offers at top companies including google deloitte and goldman sachs of the world See you in the next episode.